Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner, and I am joining you from the KM Studios in historic downtown Leesburg, Virginia. And I have on the line with me Jessica. Jessica, what's up? How are you? Hey, friends. <laughs> I, uh, I I saw a sign in um, front of someone's house, and it was like, y'all are crazy. That's all it said was y'all are crazy. And I thought of you because you always are like, y'all. Y'all crazy. <laughs> I should have that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are all crazy. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so we had a week off there, and uh, you had a lot going on, and you've had a mm-hmm. lot going on yourself. I've got a ton going on myself, but now I think we're going to get into a groove here. We're starting yes. to get things figured out. Um, got the sound going. It's a lot better this this week than it has been, mm-hmm. so I'm excited about this. <laughs> Finally, thank you to your husband for uh, yeah. <laughs> all of his effort to get that straightened out for us. But um, yeah, anyways, uh, you got anything new this week that you want to share? Yeah, so I heard in the news the other day, it's Sky News, a woman <laughs> who, not, who knocked on her coffin during her first funeral. <laughs> what? She was not dead. She, <laughs> there was about 20 people at this funeral, and they heard her knocking, and it's an old woman. She was like in her 70s. Oh, and, hold um, up. That ain't that old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Catch that. <laughs> um, and she, um, yeah, she was moving around in her like sheets and knocked <laughs> on her coffin. So I heard it the other day and I went to go check to see what came of that. Yeah. And here's the new news. Okay. Woman, woman who knocked on coffin during her own funeral has died. <laughs> She I'm is sorry, not dead. I, I should not be <laughs> <laughs> But the way that came out, it was kind of funny. Did they not get her out in time? No. <laughs> so she was in tent. So, the, I mean, she was in that coffin for five hours alive. Man. So she. Where was she this? Was, Do you know? Uh, let me see if it says, but it said um, she was intense in intensive care after that whole situation. Mm. And, um, Okay, a 76-year-old woman who was wrongly declared dead and surprised family members by knocking on her coffee coffin has now died. And she spent, so she spent seven days in intensive care, but died on Friday evening. So seven days after she died after suffering a stroke. And then, um, formed in brief. So they're like looking nice. at, they're trying to find their, they're trying to figure out the doctor and they're like doing this whole investigation. Yeah. But there, <laughs> there's a thing that says, um, uh, there was like no medical explanation. The authorities aren't saying anything. And then, um, where was it? I'm trying to, Mrs. A former nurse was rushed back to the hospital after spending five. So, okay. So she had another funeral. <laughs> Okay. And, you know, the same 20 people came. How can you imagine being at that funeral? Like, I, I the know. second time? If I was her family, I'd be like, it's going to be open casket. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, I'd, I'd want to go to that funeral because I'm like, of course. I just want to know what happens next. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Well, can you just imagine being there and everyone's weeping and it's usually very quiet and all of a sudden you just hear this. Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. so creepy. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's some weird note news and probably yeah. uh, better hearing than anything about a submarine right now. Yeah, yeah right. At the, at the date of this recording <laughs> on uh, the 25th of June... Uh, yeah, it's we've the submarine and Russia civil war has been dominating. And, yeah, and everything that was overlooked was probably way more important. You know. Yeah, probably. So, oh man. <laughs> than a submarine guided by a PlayStation controller. That's right. <laughs> Full of billionaires. Uh, so we have on this episode. It's going to be really cool. Um, we're going to be talking about something that we wanted to talk to a few week talk about a few weeks ago, and um, I think we're going to have a a an a, a angle of this story that I haven't heard anyone else really talking about, so I'm excited to talk about it. But um, as I always say, sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. All right, here we go. We are going to talk about the shiny, happy people documentary that's been going around. Now, if you are listening to us and you're in New Zealand or Australia or Europe or one of these other, we're listened to in like 60 different nations or something like that. So if you're in one of those nations and you haven't yet heard about this, then here's what you should do. Uh, You should log on to Netflix USA and look for shiny, happy people documentary. Or is it Amazon? Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Yeah, okay. It's Amazon. Sorry. Uh, didn't mean to give Netflix <laughs> that free advertising, but Amazon. <laughs> give Amazon a, uh, USA on their on their videos and look for Shiny Happy People. Watch it. It's a documentary about a basically a Christian subculture that's um, fairly large in the United States and has been um, growing over the past 15, 20 years. And it's called Shiny Happy People. And it's basically about a homeschool community of people and those that are a particular family that influences them. And this, this one family that I'm talking about are the Duggars. And I think they had what, 15 kids or something like that. Oh, like it's like in the twenties. Is it twenties now? I think so. Like 22, maybe I might be wrong. I mean, I don't know. I used to see it on TLC or whatever network it was on, you know, back (laughs) in the day and it was like, oh, we're up to ten, and then twelve, yeah. and and then they just this lady just kept having kids. Like they kept on just. Tra- I was going to ask you if you've ever watched it. <laughs> so I used so, my wife and I used to watch Kate plus eight back oh. back in the day when it was like yeah. big, and mm-hmm. we actually would laugh. And I mean, Kate was the original Karen. You know, she was just. <laughs> and I used to tell my wife back then, I'm like, if. If you ever talked to me the way she talks to her husband, we would be divorced. Like this would yeah. never work. And that lady was mean. Yeah. <laughs> to her husband. <laughs> um and she had the Karen haircut too, which was even worse. Mm-hmm. But um so we watched that and then later came all of the, you know, the spin-offs for because they had this lady had eight kids and it was through in vitro fertilization and all this stuff and um and then you had the Duggar family, which was really cool because they were actually Christians and they didn't hide their faith and they were, 
you know, much more outspoken about what they believed and and it was on national television and all that good stuff. So it was pretty cool to um to be able to uh you know see that happening on national TV. But um <laughs> yeah. So you you good there? I know. <laughs> um my my battery is going low on my computer. Oh great. <laughs> it's just like trying to find the charger. I just texted my husband, he'll come and help me but Oh awesome. <laughs> Let's continue on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want that to die in the middle of our recording here. Oh, right. That would not be good. Cool. Um, so the Duggars, yeah. yeah. So the documentary focuses on the Duggars. And mm-hmm. in, 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 in particular, the Duggars were cozied up with this ministry called, the guy's name was Bill Gothard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, he had a whole program of homeschool curriculum on how to, it was, they called the Basic Institutes of Life, I think is what it's called. Something like that, yeah, I yeah. think. So, yeah, and so the documentary kind of unpacks the relationship between Gothard and the Duggars and how they work together, and then it journeys through the Duggars. Uh, it kind of takes two tracks. It follows Gothard and his kind of journey in ministry to, to like, multi-million dollar ministry, apparently. And then you have the Duggars who were like this family, just everything was on television, but then you, they're kind of like the daughter that they're interviewing is bringing mm-hmm. about all these things that you didn't, you never would have known about. Um, yeah. You know, the contract that they had and how she wasn't paid as an adult to be on the show. And she was, owed, mm-hmm. you know, something like seven years worth of salary or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty crazy. That's a, um, I watched, I'd say maybe all together four-ish seasons, maybe I'd like, I'd like throughout, like if it was on and nothing else was on, like I would be watching that, but it was always so like, just what the documentary said, shiny, happy people. Everybody was so happy and nice and loving. And it's like, how do you get your kids like that? You know, (laughs) (laughs) and it turns out that there's stuff that behind the scenes that that's how you get them like that. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. In yeah. a little side note about that whole documentary is that one of the things that they highlight is um Patrick Henry College and Joshua Generation and mm-hmm. this is a little for me like crazy cuz Patrick Henry College is in the town I live in and the Joshua Generation I've actually done chapel services for the summer camps for the, <laughs> for them that they had at Patrick Henry College. So I was actually part of the, um, like, you know, and I would just preach through the word of God. I wasn't like part Mm -hmm. of this. I wasn't even a homeschool. We didn't homeschool my kids. I, I, um, you know, my youngest just turned 18, graduated high school this year, but we, we homeschooled for one year with my son. And, um, but the, the rest of the time we were kind of in this weird phase of parenting where homeschooling hadn't yet kind of caught on as (laughs) strong as it is now in the Christian community. Uh Ironically, I live in Loudoun County. And that's been in the national news for all of this stuff that was happening with the transgender kid that, you know, raped a parent, you know, the accusation is that he raped a girl in the bathroom, got sent to a different school and then did it again. Mm-hmm. And the school board uh, covered it up. They were kind of keeping it under wraps and the school board uh, just took all this national heat. I don't know if you remember that like a year is, ago. Is that when that like, did was that the same story that like the dad went like mm-hmm. crazy in the meeting? Yep. Yep. Yeah, the dad went mad and he he got tackled by the Loudon sheriff and 
Man. There's a lot to that story that the public doesn't know. And um, I've learned since all of then, all of that. But because Loudoun County got put on the map and all these, you know, we have a very large population of Christians in our county. They all fled. They're fleeing the public schools like crazy. Wow. So the private Christian schools are booming and homeschooling mm-hmm. is just out of through the roof. So <laughs> it really is kind of happening because of that. And then the wokeism and all the, you know, right. Yeah, that, all the, you know, the, I, I, the stuff that they're teaching now, you know, right. Yeah. Is, it's, a, it's a mess. Yeah. So mess. that's the kind of basics on the shiny, happy people. Like that's mm-hmm. what everybody's seen. And every, I've only heard a few podcasts or people talking about on Instagram, but I haven't heard anybody talking about some of the stuff you and I were talking about. And yeah. I think they're real. This is a really important angle for people to, to, kind of pay attention to and to realize because Mm -hmm. there's a larger narrative that's being kind of thrown out there that we are that people are not really seeing and if you're not a discerning christian or if you're not paying attention to this times and days that we live in and and know what the word of god says Mm -hmm. you can easily miss it and just kind of follow the story along and it is what it is and you miss some of the things that you and i were you you were you had noticed some really cool things so absolutely yeah why don't we start with your stuff and then I'll kind yeah. of weave in here and there. Yeah. I wanted to just like say from the beginning, um, because a, a big part of this. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's your water bottle. Yes. Um, a big part of this um, docu- doc- docu-series, there's like four parts to this on Amazon, um, is that they're highlighting the whole issue that happened with the Duggars is um, one of their sons um, uh, sexually assaulted a few of the daughters, like two. Yeah. Yeah, Two for sure. And and it was kind of pushed under the rug and um, they like handled it within the family and it was just not okay. And then, you know, ops, obviously it didn't get resolved and he's growing up and he, um, you know, got married and then, um, had, it came out that he was having an affair through this app called Ashley's something, I forget. And then, and then after that came out too, there was also that came out that he had, um, child pornography at his office computer where he was working his business or whatever. And that's what got, got him because the police found that. And like, it was some horrible stuff. It wasn't, it was child pornography, but also like kids getting hurt pornography, like physically abused and stuff. It was awful. Um, just Hmm. crazy evil. And, um, he is now in prison, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I, and he, it's, it's 12.5 years. It keeps on going up. Like it was 12 years. Now it's 12.5 years. And I just wanted to say from the beginning that a lot, like in the docuseries, there's a, there's a few um, people that they interview that were the victims of this, including that daughter um, right, of the Duggars. Right, yeah. Yep. And um, there were several other victims of of him and of Bill Gothard, their, you know, their shiny cult leader Yeah, that I call, I, I call it. And, um, 
So I just wanted to say from the beginning, there's victims in this. This was absolutely horrible. And um, y'all can look back at my testimony. I have I have a past with um, being sexually assaulted. And it's not like one thing that I am glad of that, that many people, the majority of us don't get is justice. And they are currently like... Thank the Lord there's justice being done right now. He's in jail. Yeah. Yep. And that's one thing. I'll say that is one thing that the document the documentary did not bring up. Like that like they had set it up as like there's all these pervs running around and no justice is being done. Um Bill Gothard does not have his position anymore. And this guy, one of the Duggars son, is in jail. Yeah, that's those are good things that have happened. That's why it's I think it's really nice that they're, you know, that um, they've actually are serving their time and there's no, um, you know, they're not getting uh, off scot free. But Mm -hmm. it is interesting because what we're seeing is a narrative that's being painted and it's a broad brush stroke across all or many of Christian ministries. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's it. So, um so this here, the thing is, is that this can both be true, that the Duggars story and the cult they're involved in is awful and um, has its obvious faults. <laughs> and but also that the narrative behind this documentary is awful. Like they're yeah. both are truthful. So um, I just wanted to clarify with that from the beginning. This is, we are talking about victims. I absolutely connect with them and understand that. Um, but, um, whoa, that was a fly. Um, <laughs> You're right there. <laughs> I have a lot of issues with bugs in Tennessee. So if one comes out at me, I just assume it's the worst. It was just a fly. Um, <laughs> So Christian cults, as you said, they're like just, they're growing. We are in the days of apostasy, and we're just going to see this continue. Like, it's going to get more awful. Um, And what they basically do is they wrap up Christian truths. um, So they, what what these documentaries do, though, is wrap up the Christian truths and throw them in as these cults. Like, so we're painted as being part of these cults when it's not, it's not the truth, but, um, but these cults get popular and, and they are giving us a bad name because of what the world does to it, you know? Um, so, what happens with the cult is it's just like one or two, they take one or two verses and they like twist those, focus in on those out of context. And then they view the whole Bible through that lens. Can you, do you think that's a good sum up of what a Christian cult does? (laughs) Yeah. I think that for sure, when you're talking about how these, these, um, when you talk about how these documentaries are presenting Christians in their environment. I don't how mm-hmm. am I really low? Am I com- can you hear me at all? You're fine for me. Are yeah. You, for some reason I'm having an issue here um on my end. One second, let me just I'm so sorry. I hate 
doing this on the fly. This is just all right. How's that? Is that is that better? Good. Okay. Yep. Cool. It's good. So, um, a lot of these, a lot of a lot of times when you, what you're saying is this broad stroke. This they mm-hmm. they want to lump everybody in together, and um, and it's kind of their quick answer to things, mm-hmm. and they don't realize that it's a very uh, it's like an onion. You know, you start peeling back different layers, and every ministry has its own sort of angle and way that it works and mm-hmm. the the people that are involved and the personalities and the calling of that ministry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is one thing that I think is um, it, it, my personal opinion that I noticed and I kept, my wife and I watched it and like watched all four of them in one sitting. Like we watched, mm-hmm. all, watched it all through. It took us a couple hours and we kept saying to the, to the TV, we were like, you know, they're not seeing, they're not seeing what we're seeing. They're not. And because of our personal experience in ministry, mm-hmm. you know, working at a church for 15 years and being on staff at a church that was, you know, very um, big and had a lot of influence, um, that leadership structure in those, in those type of ministries and many of these ministries is going to allow a strong personality or someone with, um, with a personality that what I will, what I call narcissistic tendencies mm-hmm. easily become the one in control because that's what narcissists do is they control things. So if you don't know anything about narcissism, yep. it's rampant in the church right now. And, um, so yeah, but I think that th- that was the one thing that I was seeing big time was that there, the narcissistic tendencies were not being shown the way that they need to be shown. Right. Like, um, uh, what's the, the dad was running for a political office while his son was like having all these issues with the right. courts. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's like just brushing it under the carpet mm-hmm. and you know, he's really not giving anything. There's, there's really no, you know, um, they're not addressing it. And you got right. these girls back home and the girls that are back home are just broken and wounded. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got that going on. And it's just crazy to me because it's it's like one of those things where, um, you know, the if I don't talk about it and they don't show it on TV, then we'll deal with it on our in our own way, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I have my, um, my own, like, similar experience with this kind of belief system, which, I mean, they'll say it's the Christian fundamentalists, okay? Yeah. And that's, um, you Google it, and it's the, the the definition that comes up over and over and over again is um, they're biblical literalists, where everything is literal. And it that's, that's such a broad statement, yeah. and um, not an in-depth actual look, because you'll hear me say that, all the time on my Instagram uh, that um, we have to take things literally from the Bible. And that means, but I'm talking about Bible prophecy. It's always been literal because it's always been literal. We can always know it will always be literal, but there's other parts of scripture that were in context. And, you know, you have to look at scripture in context and um, what it's, it's that, that common, that phrase I love is, um, all scripture is for us, but it's not all about us. Yeah. And um, so that's uh, Christian fundamentalists will take it to the extreme of like it's all 
basically for us, like about us basically. But, um, but I had had, um, some friends get into this, uh, you know, in my past, get into this church that, um, I had immediate red flags about. And, um, you know, we, we talked about this before. I don't actually know if it was recorded or not, but like how I have, I feel like God has given me the gift of discernment and I just yeah. didn't know how to use it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, okay, there's something off here. And then I would always just be like, Oh, it made me feel guilty of like, Oh, there's like, there's something off and it's, I'm the problem because everybody seems, everybody else seems to be fine with it, you know? And so wrestling with that and all my a lot of my friends went to this one church. And so I'm like, I'm going to try it out. We went to their Bible studies like weekly. And then um, uh, I never actually officially went to their church because I was just, I was still checking it out. And I went to dinner with the leader Hmm. and his um, family at their house. And it was like eight kids. And it was just the, uh, it was such a cold experience where like none of the children could talk during the dinner and it was just so eerily quiet and mm. um i'm like okay like i can't like <laughs> this isn't for me and um like i was sweating the whole time but um so like but my friends were part of this so i was still in the bible study and um so they did stuff like and i don't know if they actually necessarily went book like word for word for the for the book what they mentioned in the docu-series is um uh train up a child by M- michael pearl yeah where it was pretty an intense book if you don't know about it about like um um disciplining children um by spanking and all of that stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. um but they had had the the blanket thing which is a a, a big deal in that book apparently is where you have to keep your kid on the blanket. And if you don't, you like hit him with a rod or wooden spoon or whatever. Um, rod. Yeah. No, I laugh. it was, <laughs> it's literal. The Bible is literal. Um, anyway, so it was like not my thing to do that <laughs> with yeah. my, with my child. And there was like other parenting things that I'm like, ah, mm, not for me. And um, then, it, then what really got, got down to the issue was that um you were supposed to have as many babies as possible basically because Mm -hmm. of the verse in genesis when adam and eve were to populate the earth it says to have uh, be fruitful and multiply so that's taken as have as many kids as possible. Yeah, and they they mentioned in the documentary a bunch of times about her. She's like, how can I have a quiver? full right. you know and she yeah. mentions that there was a lot of pressure on these women mm-hmm. to get a quiver full yeah and that's what like so i'm i'm saying that this is real like what they're what they experienced in these churches these victims was was real yeah um even in the like the twisting of scripture like from what i see i i don't know i'm i know i'm treading on no, opinions right now that's fine it's um, fine look it, everyone's entitled to their opinion yeah <laughs> not everybody's right and we're wrong too sometimes but you're still entitled yeah. to your opinion obviously right so so my issue was is that you know i was two babies in at this point i had had a miscarriage and um 
I, my body is not good being, being pregnant. Like Mm. I was bedridden, like Chris worked full time, um, out of the house, outside of the house. And like we had two children and it was a lot for me to be pregnant. And so we had decided we're not going to have more than two Mm -hmm. and we're going to foster. We eventually started to foster children and this was not okay in this, in this, um, in the group you were with in the group. yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, I had, uh, two of them like so when i had a sit down with the leader of the church's wife i sat down and was just like hey we i like we're getting out of this bible study because these are the things that i don't agree with scripturally like like especially the um the be fruitful and multiply does not mean that everybody should have as many kids as possible like that's um that should be between you and God and your husband. And um, if he says so, you know, it goes. That's right. Yeah. But but that doesn't, it's like, so there's this pressure on. And so even me having a miscarriage, it's like, wow, like I, I'm not doing it right then. Hmm. Because, you know, it was like this. That's a weird pressure, huh? Yeah, it was a weird pressure. It was it, an unexpected thing that happened with these this belief system i'm like what is this i didn't even know anything about christian fundamentalism back then and um you know they did the all like the covering the heads and um really during prayer it wasn't it wasn't it was like during their service when when they prayed so it wasn't like an all 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 the time thing anyway so there was just um so i sat down with this leader the wife and i I had my concerns. I was talking about scripture and, um, and I said, like, we don't, we don't see us having a bunch of children. Hmm. Like if God says having more then yes, we will absolutely. But that's not what we see. Um, that's not what we see him telling us to have a bunch of children. And, um, and she said that I was young and immature in a nice way, she said. Oh, she did flat out say you're, that, that when I grow up, I will <laughs> understand this better. Um, and I bowed out. We bowed out of the Bible Bible study, and um, and like it was cordial, and everybody was nice except for one of the like rising leaders in this place. And I'm not going to name any names, but um, he's very he's very popular these days. Everybody shares his stuff. Um, yeah. He's on to the next belief system at this point, but um, but hmm. like there was like I like f- I found out later, you know, like it, I was I, like my name was he he talked all around all around town about me um, about leaving and yeah. and then at that point I was like rebelling against God because I was like hurt by the church. Sure. Yep. And so that's when I started getting into new agey stuff. And anyway, so it was a mess. But like I hear later that like, oh, it was they decided that it was OK for them not to have any more kids because it was too hard on his wife's body. And I'm like, that's oh. but it wasn't OK. It wasn't OK when I said that. Right. Right. And then um, and then I and later on, it's like, oh, it's OK if this kid doesn't get a spank in. But it wasn't OK when I didn't want to do it to my kid. Right. Like it was like, I I think maybe they're like I don't know, but um, <laughs> they're catching up. But 
Yeah, but so they apparently like the what ended up happening out though is that um, one of the 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 big leader that I said that I went to dinner with um, his daughter like kind of rebelled and came out and um, basically said she was a victim and like some stuff happened like um, physical abuse and um, the church split up and wow. it's. It is no longer, but from was he accused? This guy, um, just the the main leader, the guy that like of the church, the one um, that you don't want to mention his name. No, the oh. other that like the the main. Oh, the main like main, pastor or the whatever, lead, the lead guy. Yeah, okay, gotcha. That we went to dinner with, but it was like a lot of like um, like women can't speak, women can't have opinions, and it's mm-hmm. not just it wasn't like because I don't you know you know. I don't believe in women right. pastors. Right. Um, I don't believe anybody, any woman should be leading a church. Um, but um, it was like they were they were at my house, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I was voicing my opinion. And they and he shut shut it down. He said, "We will continue this conversation with just the men at a later date." Oh, oh wow! <sighs> I mean, uh, if you're gonna talk about like at least have a conversation about it with yeah. them there. I mean, like, why not? Right. Why not have the women there to, to hear it at least? Right. And so I think you're just kind of on point with um, the whole narcissistic thing. Um, but even on like in a yeah. more serious situation, um, like uh, somebody joined and I became friends with this girl and through the Bible study and she had a horrible, horrible marriage. And I, I knew um, from her husband what kind, like I discerned where he was at because I had a stepmom that was a lot like him. Mm. And um, he came, became violent at one point and he, she called me, I was at my own church and she called me, not anybody else at the church that she goes to. And I came running, we dropped, like we got our kids out of the, the um, children's ministry and we, we ran mm. and I was helping her like with the police stuff and she like, she called the police and all this stuff. And, um, but she had a meeting with the church and the church had said, well, the leader, whatever had said that she should not have called the cops. Um, and they should have handled this internally. Mm. And that's just like, that's like, that's the, that's what they do. Cause right. they, they say they don't want the, the government involved in your life. And <laughs> to an extent, Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. But when it's dangerous to your child right. or to your your physical well-being, I don't think that goes. Well, the other thing, too, is a lot of people don't realize is that the law right now, it, it, even though the law is getting worse and worse and infringing mm-hmm. on our freedoms and our rights, the law right now in certain aspects is actually very protective. Yeah. And when those laws are broken, that's when mm-hmm. the law should get involved, especially when it comes to children. Right. Like there's no exception with that. It's mm-hmm. just it just should not be. And b- before we move on, I did want to address the narcissistic kind of leadership thing because I think this is yeah. s- systemic in in ministries in general. Absolutely. Um I think it's much more prevalent than people realize. And um it would do really good for people to begin to understand the whole personality disorder of narcissism, what causes it, how they operate. But Mm -hmm. even more importantly than that is you can begin to see markers in a ministry when you begin to see that the people that are in control have no accountability. 
So mm-hmm. they may say or point to, oh, no, I have a board or I have elders or I have this. But if you begin yeah. to look deeper, are those elders or does that board actually hold him accountable for the things that he's doing and saying? And the best test for that is going to be when somebody comes up with a, an accusation like that. Mm-hmm. Do they take action or do they immediately silence the, the you know, the accuser mm-hmm. and and then you know, try and push them away. And we see this happen time and time again. And they always say, well, it's in the best interest of the ministry if we don't. You know, the ministry has to go forward. We can't. And you saw Mm -hmm. this in the documentary with Bill Gothard. Like, you know, here's a guy who's in his 70s, and he's a serial molester, you know, for lack of a better term. And that's Mm -hmm. been proven because he's had had like seven women come forward, uh, you know, before the documentary even aired. And basically, this guy was in doing his own thing for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And nobody could tell him no, and nobody could stop him. And everybody was afraid to say something because if he leaves, all of a sudden, everything's going to go away. And the mm-hmm. perfect example of this is Ravi Zacharias Ministries, right? So Ravi Zacharias dies, and then all of a sudden, all these accusations come out mm-hmm. about him, and they're proven to be true that he had another woman, another, I, I think it, I might, I might be mistaken and I don't want to misspeak because I certainly don't mm-hmm. want to accuse his character. <laughs> yeah. um, he's with the Lord. But my thing would be this is that I think he had another wife or something like that, or in another con- third world country mm-hmm. or something. He had a, he had a mistress or several mistresses <laughs> and possibly even children. And here's the thing is that, um, you know, that that was happening, but nobody could tell him no. And you can't tell me that people didn't know. Right. You can't, exactly. you can't tell me that people mm-hmm. didn't know. And typically what will happen is that leader will systematically begin to isolate those people that are discerning and they begin to cut them off. And yep. they, they, they prohibit them from advancing forward <laughs> in ministry. They prohibit them from having any type of platform. And then if that person speaks out against them in any particular way, then they're completely, they're either fired or shunned or just mm-hmm. dismissed completely. And yeah. and it's all because that's that narcissistic leadership tendency, where if you look in scripture, you have mutual accountability to the elders, the pastors. In other words, mm-hmm. the only way that Paul could ever have rebuked Peter, when Peter began to withdraw from the from the Gentiles and then began to judge the Gentiles, and and he was becoming more like a Jew, mm-hmm. uh, which he was a Jew, which is fine, but he was actually pushing away the Gentiles, and Paul rebuked him, the only way that that rebuke would have been able to happen was if Peter and Paul were mutually submitted to one another. Mm-hmm. And they both recognized their calling on from God, and they both recognized, it was a humble position of, of authority. Not, you know, Peter was over the entire church in Jerusalem. Jesus himself said, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. He could have pulled that all that on Paul, right? Mm-hmm. He could have pulled that card. Oh, I'm the one who walked on water. What are you talking about, man? You know, <laughs> he could have said whatever, but he didn't. He actually received the rebuke from Paul, and mm-hmm. he adjusted his behavior because of that. You just don't see that happening today in churches. Yeah. Not in America. Mm-hmm. Not not enough. If, I'm sure it does happen, and I'm sure it is happening, and I pray it continues to happen, but... but for these big nationally known ministries, mm-hmm. a lot of times they're just a single person doing calling the shots and everybody's kind of yeah. riding them, right. riding them through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Very true. So cults claiming Christ is a problem. Yes. Let's <laughs> summing it up to that. Since the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to look deeper into this fourth episode. I I actually watched it a second time just so I could like write down all these quotes. Awesome. <laughs> and I was telling uh, Turner before this that I'm like, I got fiery, man. Like this <laughs> makes me so angry when people twist things, you know, like it's just so conniving. And that's that's exactly how Satan works. He is so crafty in in a lot of the things he does. Yeah. yeah. Um but so the whole like literally the whole episode drew, like drips with hypocrisy. Like, yes. like I, I can't like, anyway, us, we're going to get into this, but, um, well, you, so you got to pay attention to how they set the episode, the fourth episode up of the shiny hat mm-hmm. people, because there's a, there's an actual pattern and there's an mm-hmm. actual, they actually have a, a particular way they're doing it on purpose. Right. Exactly. You got to listen to the language and what they are like, how they are presenting something, and it's it's always in their language. In their um, what the I forget what this one blogger like uh, it's something about like um, literacy theft or something like that. Like <laughs> they're they're taking words and making them different. Um, yeah. It's like the leftist lingo, yeah. basically. It's a repurposing of a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, redefining then, it. Yeah. And so, like, in everything that we're listening to and watching, um, especially when there's so much narrative, like, that is all any, like, I just popped on some Grey's Anatomy the other day. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to watch the show, and I'm like, I wonder what's going on now. And I think, I like, I just randomly selected uh, a season and it turned out to be the 2020 COVID season. Oh, great. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is everything. They're just <laughs> trying, everything they say is literally trying to push a narrative right now. Like that's all you're watching these days. So if you're going to watch entertainment, have your heart guarded and your mind guarded and yeah. hold every thought captive and measure everything to scripture. Cause it is thick. Like it is so thick out there. Yeah. It's competing worldviews. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. God, the biblical narrative is a worldview that every Christian should be wholeheartedly adopting, and mm-hmm. and everything you view is through that world worldview lens, mm-hmm. you know, biblically filtered. And when somebody begins to what they are calling deconstruct is the popular word now, but I, I'm mm-hmm. also seeing connected to the shiny happy people are some of these Duggar kids, and they're calling it detangling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're, they're kind of like spitting out the bones and eating the meat, mm-hmm. you know, is, yeah. is what I would consider it to be happening. Yeah, the chew and spit method. And that's, I mean, that's, I think that's an absolutely, a better word is the detangle. I think yeah. gin, Ginger Duggar, I think that's her name. I'm so bad. Is there, I mean, there's 20 of them. So, <laughs> but she, she's there got was a like, book. So <laughs> she, she yeah, she's got a book. She, it was, and I think it's called Detangle something yeah and um i listened to a few minutes on a podcast she was on the other day and it was she was so sweet in it it, but she was like the definition of of detangling because so many people get out of these cults that claimed christ and they throw the baby out with the bathwater, 
Um, and I see that a lot in um, Mormons. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's like they're, they just, it's all the way the other way. God's not real or Jesus isn't God. And yeah. like, and it's a lot of new age stuff that they cling to. Um, that's like the go-to these days. Yeah. It's yep. the universe. <laughs> but um, I, but I loved that, like the detangling, like we don't like, let's truly like get down to it in scripture and see what was real and what wasn't right measuring what you've heard to scripture and it's a big process and um i'd say it's a lot harder than just throwing it all out together um but i think if you're listening to this and this is something that you've struggled with it's worth it it's absolutely worth it to detangle yeah and go to scripture and see what's really true and what's not yeah yeah i can speak as someone who's had to do a little bit of that myself Mm-hmm. You know, um, just some of the things that were pressed upon me and I just accepted them when I was younger, more naive in terms of my leadership and, you know, church mm-hmm. structure um, and even core values and some of the, you know, beliefs. Um, those things now I, as I'm matured in the Lord and understand the word of God and the mission of God, I'm seeing that some of those things were put in place for a reason that was less than the word of God. It, it was mm-hmm. yeah. for them, less for the kingdom or for God. Mm-hmm. And so you have to detangle because you think, you know, when you're in the midst of it, and I can imagine being like your dad is the main dr- driver of all this. So now oh, there's gosh. like a familial, you know, connection that you're trying. So it's like, how do I detangle from what I was taught and raised in and yet hold on to this truth of Christ that I know mm-hmm. and not not end up abandoning all of it? You know, because mm-hmm. we know where that ends up. You know, yep. you, you may still make it to heaven, but man, you're going to have a life that's just wasted. Yeah. You know, so many things that God would have wanted to use you in would be mm-hmm. gone. You know, they're gone. Yeah. That's a, um, so I do have, like I said, some direct quotes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but so the third episode, though, it ends this, this guy that's, um, that used to be part of, um, I think he was part of the Joshua's generation. Okay. So if yes. I remember correctly, the interview guy, mm-hmm. he, um, at the end of the third episode, so they just get done talking about how horrible this whole thing was with um, uh, Josh Duggar you know, doing all the sexual assaulting and child porn and, and like all the awful stuff that like Bill Gothard was involved in too. And then he says at the end of the third episode, so this is three episodes of that horribleness at the end of the third episode, he says uh, that, that, that he says, there's something much worse happening. Like, right. <laughs> Like, okay, cause, so we have to wait for the fourth episode because, like, there's something much worse, more right. awful than what we said. Like, so so what he's about to say is supposed to be more awful than um, this cult with perverts. And so he goes on, and it goes on to the next episode of explaining, it says, like, the ambitious plot of the Joshua Generation and Teen Pact of... Um, which the Joshua Generation Teen Pact is like um, they're um, raising up children or teens to be political. Yeah, yeah. Basically. So we've been getting it wrong, by the way. It's Generation Joshua. 
I, I think, generation. I think I said Joshua. it. I said it wrong from the beginning, and we just stuck with oh, it. <laughs> I have it. I have it written down as Joshua. Generation. Oh, really? Because yeah. um, oh. I just pulled it up, and it's Generation oh. Joshua. Gen J is what they okay. They joke in the well, then they were getting it wrong. <laughs> they they probably were. It, it might go by both. To be honest yeah. with you, but um, yeah. So they. Their goal is, and this is the interesting thing about Patrick Henry College because that's where they're based out of, out of mm-hmm. in Virginia. The goal is to raise up young people to take places in political realm, and mm-hmm. and to help push conservative Christian values within the political system, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing and great. <laughs> right? Like I have no problems with that whatsoever. <laughs> I would love it if more and more of our you know, solid Christians would get involved in the political process. It would definitely mm-hmm. help, you know, <laughs> it would help yeah. a lot of people, not just mm-hmm. believers. You know, people don't realize that when Christians rule, there's blessings that come on the exactly. land. Yeah. yeah. That's a, so this is his, gen, this is his um, definition yeah. of the Joshua generation is a decades-long multi-generational plan to raise up an elite strike force of Christian homeschool graduates to infiltrate the highest <laughs> levels of government. Infiltrate. Like, how? <laughs> like, it's like the pinky in the brain thing. Like, <laughs> like, like take over the world. <laughs> because, for God's sake, that's not at all what the public school systems are trying to do right now. With, exactly. Like, that's indoctrinate my... kids and get them woke and and yeah. everything ungodly. Exactly. That's my, that's like the hypocritical, like, like I told you, it's dripping with hypocrisy. Yeah. So it's, okay. And then there was this um, interviewer that was gender studies influencer. He, that's what she was labeled as a general, a gender studies, like professor, basically. Okay. Raise, like, um, she said that they were raising up kids to conquer for the kingdom. And, um, but they're using, so all, so this is, so she's putting us all into this one area because she says Gothard is the template. I have never heard of Gothard. And I am raising up my children to conquer for the kingdom. Right. Right. Y'all, like, this is, like, if you don't believe on Jesus, can you just see this at least? Can you see, Yeah. like, like the twist in all of this? Well, They're pinning Christian truths on this one guy. Yeah. And, and here's the thing is, so this is weird because some of it's going to connect to Trump. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. Trump became the bad guy for mm-hmm. progressive Christianity and f- obviously liberals and um, and anyone who you know did not believe in pro life mm-hmm. or you know sanctity of marriage um, you know between a man and a woman anything like that and so what's mm-hmm. happening is a lot of these believers that were slowly becoming worldly and adopting those same worldviews. Yeah, they can they can point to Generation Joshua or Joshua Generation or whatever they're called, <laughs> and they can say, "Hey, these people are pushing this whole evil, fascist, Trump mm-hmm. Trumpian narrative, right?" Yeah, and that's they they did mention Trump in there saying um, the interviewer was like uh, uh, talking about you know these 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 kids being raised up in this. Um, Team packed and Joshua generation. They're saying they're they're popping up everywhere, like right. Trump's cabinet. 
Like they're popping up everywhere. <laughs> hey, I got news for you. There's only three hundred. Oh, no. There's only three hundred students at Patrick Henry College. <laughs> How are they popping up everywhere? <laughs> right. The elite infiltrate Turner. You didn't hear that. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that the whole um, uh, they they were doing road versus Wade clips, like us taking taking that back. You know, right, that was a yeah. big. Big point in the March that episode. For Life, yeah. And, By the uh, way, huge blessing, huge thing. This is not yeah. to be overlooked in, in any way overshadowed. Abortions are down three percent since overturning oh, awesome. of Roe versus Wade. That's amazing. That's amazing. Three yeah. percent. It's been like a year now, right? It's yes. been it's like just a year, year anniversary. We gotta yeah. get those numbers up. We gotta get more. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> those are too low. Get, uh, so with the clips so that like while they're <laughs> While they're showing these Roe versus Wade clips of us, you know, protesting, it says they were they're looking generations ahead. They're playing the long game. Like, <laughs> you darn straight, I'm playing the long game. Right. I am saving babies. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Seriously, that's your argument. Yeah. Anyway, this so um, with the the homeschool stuff, it says um, there's a quote. It said purpose position a uh, purposely position best and brightest uh christian homeschool movement to assume positions of power and influence in government and law so that's what they're they're saying we are raising up homeschoolers to infiltrate the government and law and um they're trying to get homeschoolers to be they should, she said we're trying to get they're trying to get homeschools to be U.S. presidents, leaders, etc., to bring America back as a Christian nation. Like, this is all, like, in a doom and gloom, dun-dun-dun. Like, this is awful. Like, I got news for them. If you don't like America as a Christian nation, you are definitely not going to like the millennial reign. No. This is, like, this is, um, it was just like a, like, the doom and, like, there's, there's, like I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. And they're like, this is the doom and gloom. Like he like the interview said at the end of the third episode, this is worse than the perverts. Right. But basically because they say he's saying that they're all perverts. We're all raising up perverts to well, infiltrate yes. politics. They basically. want they want to create handmaiden's tale or whatever it's handmaid's tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they want. So here's the the big narrative that homeschoolers aren't getting an education. <laughs> so the whole thing is that like the <laughs> throughout the four episodes, their whole thing is saying that homeschoolers aren't educated. Right, right. Yeah. We're not educating them past fractions. And by the way, I have not used anything past fractions. You don't need anything past fractions unless you want to be something specific and you can do college courses for that. Okay. Of course. I, I homeschool my kids, so that's why I'm just let's yeah, let's get that I mean, straight. Fractions are very practical and useful in a lot of everyday uses. Yes, yes. But, but unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, the stuff, the math they teach in school, you're not going to use ninety percent of it, right, in your life. And I know this because I I I fell for all of that. Like I Me I was too. in AP stats in my oh. senior year. I was you know doing all the math classes in college. I didn't need need a lick of them. Right. Well, now we got chat GPT, so who needs it anyways? We just... <laughs> right. We've got demons doing it for us. <laughs> right. Um, but you know what's so, funny about what you said, though, is like they're, 
so they lay the groundwork, the, the the groundwork and the foundation that homeschooling does not educate your child, and this program doesn't educate your child, and your individ- the individual kid is going to be lacking. But yet, they're infiltrating the highest ranks of government, right? <laughs> but we're in Joshua generation and teen packed, and they literally even said on the docu series that we're. Um, that uh, they say high school homeschoolers have civics training, organize- organizing skills, etc. Like they just made a list of yeah. what they're educated in. But meanwhile, saying that we're not educating them. Yeah. Like, do you like which is it? Yeah. And and I can say this too that Patrick Henry College, which is where the base of Generation Joshua, Joshua Generation, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, their debate team is has just steamrolled. Like Ivy yeah. League, you know, like Harvard and Princeton mm-hmm. and Yale, their debate yeah. teams have just been pushed under the rug by Patrick Henry. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're extremely intelligent kids. Yeah, very that's what they were. They were talking about the debate team and how um, they, like, you know, another doom and gloom that they're learning to refute liberal and atheist viewpoints. <laughs> like, because you guys aren't in public school right now, trying to. Like yeah. instill that in our children, right? Like to go against Christian world worldview. Yeah, evolution and like how many genders and how how is this okay and for you but not for us? Right, right, yeah. Like, um, and then oh, and then they said they went to the Capitol. So the pe- there was there was an interview, a few interview people that were part of this, you know, team pact or generation thing, and um. They said, like, they went to the Capitol as teenagers all the time, and they knew their representatives, and they talked with them and asked them questions and encouraged their viewpoints. How dare you? How dare them know their elected officials? Right? How dare them? That's more than I knew in high school. Right. I wish I was homeschooled. Dude, if I asked <laughs> my neighbors who are, who's our representative, they wouldn't know. Yeah. I I went to our Capitol like once two years ago because a friend told me and I did not know what I was doing. Like like who were, who was what or what was happening. And she had to explain it to me because she did, she did all the work to figure Uh, it out. Admit it. You were there on January 6th, weren't you? Uh, I cannot confirm or deny. (laughs) We have it on video. I actually have a, a friend that did go and she's on some, um, lists and like there's things that she can't do in her life because she's on a list. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy. It's a matter of time. Yeah. And so they go into, so they harp on homeschoolers and they can't choose if we're educated or not educated. And then they go into um, how Christians are influencing and, um, you know, the Instagram situation. And so they're like, uh, an interviewer said, "Always, they're always encouraged to use whatever technology is available to further the Christian agenda. Hmm. Like, gosh, they're so yeah. evil. I don't understand these kids, man. Like, like you're literally on a docuseries right now. <laughs> right. Promoting your own agenda. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand this. And then, um, and then they go into the, like, the rise of Christian influencers, and they put like a bunch of Christian influencer clips. And a lot of them, there's a, there was a lot of those clips of people that I know mm-hmm. on Instagram as Christian influencers, and they're solid, sound Christians. Yeah. And um, and they like this is part of like grouping all these people together, mm-hmm. and 
remember, like the whole time we are under the umbrella of Bill Gothard's template. That's what they're promoting here this whole time. They're saying we're under this perverts. Yeah. I think, um, first of all, I'm surprised you didn't get pulled in for the documentary with yeah, I was I was waiting to see my face. You were bummed. I was bummed <laughs> um, with your legion of followers on on Instagram. But um, but the other thing too is is that um, there is probably I want to say there's probably fifty or sixty different curriculum courses that you can get for homeschooling mm-hmm. that span the entire spectrum of everything from very very Christian to not very Christian, but teaching mm-hmm. you things. And like my son, we did Liberty online. Mm-hmm. Liberty University has a, a high school online program and you can just do it online. It's, it's, you know, pretty easy. Yeah. Um, and it's very, it was solid, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. but I think that they were going to say that they would paint the picture that the basic institutes of her life, you know, program is the only thing that Christians have available to them for homeschooling. Mm-hmm. You know, like Bill Gothard, because he's the biggest or whatever. He was a pioneer, I will say that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, he did not pioneer homeschooling at no. all, Mm-mm. you know. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. So there's um, another quote. It says, Insta is tailor-made for Christians to have more reach. And I'm like, isn't that for everybody? Like, it's not right. just for Christians. Right. Like. I don't understand, but like, these are literal actual quotes, like that I pulled from this fourth episode. Like, could you hear yourselves? Um, it said pushing ideals of the older generation. Cause that's bad. Like that, like well, who cares if you want to wear more dresses? Like it's not, it doesn't mean that you're in a cult. Um, right. Right. That's what like, cause I do see like, I'll, I see a, um, you know, Instagram popularity of having a more simple life of, you know, it's it's why I started making sourdough bread and I love making sourdough bread. There is nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) Or homeschooling my children or having a cow in my backyard. Right. Chickens. Chickens. Yes. Your chicken knows more biblical stuff than most people because it's... (laughs) Oh, Betty does. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It sits next to you all the time. (laughs) Betty can get you. Um, so passing it, so she says, passing it down, making it cool and trendy, the, like the ideals of the older generation, making it cool and trendy. Um, and then they say, literally, word for word, same book, different cover. Mm-hmm. What book are you talking about? Right. That's your... So it's the it's the same progressive Christianity, first off, yeah. situation where yeah. this is an old book. And it doesn't mean anything now. Right. We've we've progressed beyond these archaic yeah. you know, truths. So this so this is past Bill Gothard. They're attacking the Bible. Yeah. Like yeah. this has nothing to do with Bill Gothard. They wanted to attack the Bible and this is how they did it. Yeah. Um I think the hardest so, part is what you mentioned earlier is the link language. Because mm-hmm. when you listen to these interviews, they sound up until, like, they always hold until the very end where they really mm-hmm. reveal that these people have basically walked away from their faith. Yeah, and exactly. So they basically have this language of evangelicalism. You know, mm-hmm. they know the terminology, they speak the right words, they kind of have the right kind of intention. 
Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like a, it's a hoodwink, boom. And next thing you know, they're like, no, we've actually, I, the universe is the answer. Right, yes. You know? Yeah. And so there was um, some of the clips that they, they focused in on. I wanted to just go through and put some scripture to it. Sure. Um, so one of the video clips, a girl says, submit to your husband. Someone they've grabbed someone on Instagram and that was saying that and that she says <laughs> that was the clip. Submit to your husband. And their interviewer says, No, that was made by a cult leader. Oh, really? He said that. And I'm like, no, that was not made by a cult leader. That was made by God in Ephesians five twenty two to twenty three, sir. <laughs> Good pull. I like that. <laughs> and then another um Another clip, a girl was saying, women should, women should dress modestly. <laughs> and, and an interviewer said right after that, you wouldn't repost something Charles Manson said to do. Oh, my gosh. What about Paul? First, first Timothy. <laughs> right. 2-9. <laughs> there you go. That, is, that yeah. is not Charles Manson. Right. That is not Bill Gothard. Like, there are Christian truths in here that they are trying to throw under the bus, the baby out with the bathwater. There's um, a clip, too, about hell, about this guy, mm, like, yeah. you know, was literally, like, saying what hell is. Hell is a real place, and it's forever torture. And then they brought up um, that we teach, homeschoolers teach, are taught that to believe in creation, young earth, Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they mocked and scoffed at that because evolution is prove, proven. Like that was. Right. Yeah. That's what they think. Yeah. That, that's not a theory anymore. And then, um, yeah. So they summed all of that up to like being this bad thing. Um, but then I'm like, I still got some more. <laughs> This was a big episode, y'all. But then they go into the leaders. Yeah. Like, um, so they said, um, the most prominent get involved in scandals, and these people are trained just to move on. So, like, that's, like, referring to, you know, the Duggar, like, the Duggar ran for office while his son was being investigated, and it was a bad move um, among many bad moves that he had. Right. Can we talk about Hunter Biden? <laughs> right. What about the active politicians and influential people on the Epstein's list? Yeah. Do you want to talk about infiltration Infiltration with that? Right. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that is far more grand scale than Duggar. Yeah. And evil. Even more and evil. evil. I mean, there's, yeah. if you've it's read the a- WikiLeaks emails... Um, yeah, Pizzagate. <laughs> That's all I'm yeah. going to say. And you're going to sit there and say that, you know, we're raising up pervs to infiltrate politicians. That's the whole narrative. And their prominent leaders get into these scandals. We have a pr- sitting president that can't help sniffing kids <laughs> that walk by him. Right. You cannot talk to me about pervs. Yeah. Well, just like, what he did at the White House recently, too, in the month of June, when he invited the transgender and they took their tops off and on the oh White my House. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, what yeah, an embarrassment. Kids were there. Yeah, kids were there. What an embarrassment. It's, yeah. We're an embarrassment to the world. We have been for a while. 
Yeah, but I mean, embarrassment for the White House because mm-hmm. of just bringing that person in and yeah. and asking him to be like the quote unquote representative, you know, mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. transgender movement, and and he takes his top <laughs> off and shows his augmented breast, you know. Yeah, and so if you're true, also with these, yeah, like uh, perverts anywhere are bad. In in cults that claim Christ right. and politicians. Everywhere they're well, bad. Just and look at Mormonism. Everywhere. I mean, yeah, Mormonism is is akin to Islam mm-hmm. in so many ways. And I know we're going to get crushed by, by people, but this is the truth that <laughs> you know Mormonism is extremely um, they're they're very perverted. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joseph Smith was a violent man, and yeah, and it, it parallels Islam so much. Mm-hmm. If you've ever you know unpacked both of those those cults, yeah, um, it's an unbelievable. But um, and it's there's always sexual immorality connected to mm-hmm. these things for some reason. Exactly. And yeah. look, Christians that go wayward, they're going to have sexual sin. That's going to be part of the thing. It's the flesh, mm-hmm. right? You know. Yeah. It's easy. It's right away. All of that. Um, and mm-hmm. the there's something that's happened in the Christian churches over the last you know fifty years or so where the it's so bad um, to talk about. Pornography mm-hmm. is frowned upon. There's all these things that that there's this weird taboo surrounding sexuality mm-hmm. in the church, and yeah. and progressivism isn't the answer. Mm-mm. That's not going to fix it. That's not what we should what we should be shooting for. It's going to be really like really recalibrating the conversation mm-hmm. and inserting grace in and freedom and things that are actually available to the believer for those mm-hmm. things, you know, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean mm-hmm. to get in my soapbox there. No, it's good. It's truth. And that's a, uh, so along with, if, if these people are so concerned, these interviewers are so concerned about the infiltration of perverts, can you please stand up against the laws for what's coming out as minor attracted people right yeah yep where's the document about um, docu series about that right exactly like they're literally being pushed as part of the flag like these like people are backing yeah this as like um you know there was a ted talk and um some professors that came out and had said like oh you know they, they can't help it it's just part of their identity and they're they're trying to normalize this like this is this is the next step, and there's 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 politicians behind this right now, yeah. and people are talking to the people in the Capitol about maps, the minor attracted people. Yeah. So thank God there are Christians that know the representatives and are at the Capitol, yeah. because there's other people at the Capitol right now talking about this kind of thing. Like, it's gross. And they're not allowed to. And the the, the the twisting of this whole agenda is that if you do not lockstep agree with them, then mm-hmm. you are full of hate, and you are a bigot, mm-hmm. and you are a fascist, and you are you probably voted for Trump, and you're definitely a Christian. <laughs> right. And, and so they're they're putting a bucket out there, mm-hmm. and they don't. There's no room for, you know, like I know. I mean, I, I was there was a whole movement of like gays against groomers that came out oh yeah there's like an insta account or something yeah and it was basically homosexual uh people that are not you know in support of the entire you know pedophile maps grooming thing that's happening with Mm -hmm. within that movement the problem is is that 
like for Christians, it's, it's okay, but not enough. Mm-hmm. Just repent. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's the real answer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I'm happy that they're doing that. I don't have, you know, look, yeah, put a line in the sand for your for your own, you know, within your own, you know, tribe, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's good mm-hmm. um, because it is illegal and gross. You know, kids are innocent and don't deserve to be, you know, put in that position ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Um, And so, and obviously, like, I feel like one of the most hypocritical things of all of this is the indoctrination that's happening in our public schools, which you had mentioned before. Like, we're in, we've indoctrinated them with sex ed classes. And I don't, I think that they were bad from the beginning. And I don't, I don't, I think it was... Um, yeah, too late for anybody. Like people didn't realize that. Right. But when you look at like where the sex ed classes came from, because I I was in sex ed like uh, it was seventh grade or something. Like no way a teacher should have been telling me that. Like right. I I should have been told by my parents. Right. Like that's such an intimate and if and for the full classroom. Yeah. You know, like it's, but um. The reason why I, I'm so much more passionate about this because I actually looked at the roots of the sex, where the sex ed classes came from, and it was literally funded by Hugh Hefner. Yeah, and Alfred Kinsey was the other guy. And then you, and then yeah, and then you mentioned that too. Yeah, it's just that's where the root of all of this comes from. Like it's from twisted, gross men. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Kinsey was a pedophile. Um, mm-hmm. we, we should probably do a whole episode on him. And just influence on yeah, the culture. I think so too. Just digging into this more. And now there's, I just had posted about something about this on my um, Instagram, how that there's now sex books in schools and they yeah. tell you not to tell your parents and they have the trans pronouns and the um, they have drag queens. Like there was a drag queen show just in um, the county above us and, and it's in Tennessee. Like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, Aren't you guys like and, the Bible belt buckle, you know? Right? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, litter boxes in bathrooms for furries. Like, um, you know, pride celebrations, grooming. Like, this is all grooming our children. Yes. Literal perverts grooming our children. I will and say kids, this, though. If what? they put a litter box in my high school when I was in high school, I probably would have used it just because it would have been... A, <laughs> Just because, just because, because I, I was. I mean, a, who's cleaning that up? Right, like, not me. That's for I, sure. I, I hate it when I have a have have to do it with my own cat. Like, right. <laughs> um. So and then you know kids sharing bathrooms and getting molested like you had mentioned with that story like, yeah. where's the real problem here, and. Like what's well, clear, it's Gothard and Generation Joshua. I mean, obviously, yeah, Christians, the, the homeschooling it's, Christian community. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. If, if they and would so, just shut up and leave us alone, we could do, go do what we want to do. Right. So I wanted to read this comment that I got because I, I had a post that I brought up about, um, you know, uh, like, oh, they tell me that I'm indoctrinating my children because I homeschool. And I, and then I posted a, a video of them celebrating a, 
a pride celebration in the school. And somebody messaged, someone commented on that post and said, homeschooling is the paradise for pedos that are largely cis, white, straight Christian men, according to statistics. What statistics? Right. And I said, um, you are regurgitating info that's fitting the narrative to hate Christianity. Dig deeper. Mm. Check out. Check out public school stats, where sex ed came from, was funded by, and the current agenda pu- pushed in schools. Like you're just reg- like, did you just did you just watch Shiny Happy People? Because right. it sounds like you did. <laughs> right. Um, just to wrap up this fourth episode, <laughs> is it? Um, it's not a certain group or cult problem. It's a sin problem. It's uh, we are in the days of Noah problem. Yeah. Yep. Um. And there's a one one uh, victim of Gothard, or yeah, she, the victim said this. She said she just she found out it was just a man the whole time. It was just a man. Just a man. And so let's take that and really measure everything we hear to scripture. Any influencer that we're listening to, yeah, yeah. Uh, look up. Um, any any books that you're re- listening to, reading or podcasts you're listening to, look me up. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, turn her up. Like, really understand who you're letting infiltrate your life. Yeah. Um, and measure it to scripture because that's the thing. That big old influencer that you think like is the best of the best, w- wisest of all wise, um, he is just a man. Yep. That's right. We are just men. Yeah. Like we're we're humans. We're flesh. We make mistakes. This isn't on God. That's right. This it's a sin problem. Yeah, jars of clay, very very weak, fragile. Mm-hmm. I would say this too that the the other half of what I was going to say about leadership was that we have that narcissistic tendency in the leaders, but we also have a celebrity culture. Within mm-hmm. within the you know the larger evangelical church movement and yeah. that that celebrity culture is it puts it elevates a man into mm-hmm. a place where it's not even healthy for that man you know yeah. especially if he's calling on the name of Christ and as a leader you know mm-hmm. in a church and so I think that um, you hit on a huge swath of things that are really important. And mm-hmm. I think you were exactly right on the fact that if you're watching this episode four or even the whole series, it would be very easy to just kind of get sucked into the the narrative exactly. because they set it up really well. I mean, the storytelling mm-hmm. on that is really excellent. They they kind of go deep into the background and create this, like pull you into this narrative. Mm-hmm. And you always have to remember, you only know what you've seen, mm-hmm. <laughs> what they're showing you. Exactly. You don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because even the one daughter that they interviewed, you know that they went in and there's probably things that she said still on the floor of that, you know, editing room that didn't yeah. make it into the final edit. Oh, definitely. You know. Yeah. But so, they did get that one girl's quote in that uh, the universe will catch you. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to fall straight down on your butt if you count on the universe catching you because... There is no such thing as the universe. Right. Right. Yeah. The universe has no power, man. It's just not. Yeah. But, but man, yeah. And so I think that a lot of people, um, yeah, I think 
discernment is really the biggest thing. And Rosie and I have been saying that for years. Pray for discernment. Pray, pray, pray yeah. for discernment. And discernment, I believe, as a spiritual gifting, is something that is um, you can develop it over time. I really believe that. And mm-hmm. and I think what happens is, is you be it's 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 measuring what you know of God versus what you're seeing in the moment. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit has this way of just cluing you in that something's not right. Yeah. Like my wife has the gift of discernment. She's since I met her, you know, it was very mm-hmm. apparent. And we would meet someone, and she would just be like, mm, "Something's <laughs> off." And I'd be like, "What? What do you mean?" And she could never always tell me. Mm-hmm. But man, nine times out of ten, it would come to to bear fruit that that mm-hmm. person had an issue. Yeah. And um, and if you have discernment and you exercise it, be prepared because people don't like it. Nope. It's one of the least liked gifts, but it's the most needed <laughs> gift, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So as you know. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there thousands of times. Where like, mm, there's something, something with that person. Right. And now I'm just like, I'm more, I'm more like, trusting of that. Yeah. Because, because yeah. you you know you you say like in the Bible like oh don't judge and like you know uh-huh. like so you you have like this mental war about it really. <laughs> right. But yeah, what yeah. I've done is just like stepped with caution and guarded my heart. Like when I, when I'm, there's sometimes when I'm like, I just run straight the other way. Cause there's, just, it's that strong, but. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you didn't run yeah. the other way when, uh, when we invited you to come to be on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I would have been scared at that point. <laughs> there's some podcasts out there. I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, this has been awesome. I think we really yeah. unpacked a lot here, and it's mm-hmm. good to get back on, you know, back on the air and putting some stuff out here for people yeah. to listen to. And um, I would say again, if you're one of our listeners and that are not in the United States, which we have many, um, I apologize if this if you felt like you had to skip this, but it's a big deal here in America. <laughs> and I will say, a majority of our listeners are from the United States. At least eighty mm-hmm. percent of them are. So um, it definitely has the ability to reach and touch those people, but you can still watch it. Just go to Amazon USA and find the documentary and watch it. And you'll get a little bit of an insight into American Christian culture and kind of what we're dealing with here uh, Mm -hmm. in states in the United States as um, these things are kind of slowly unfolding. It's interesting how there is actually people, there's actually a movement of this type of, um, of, you know, uh, entertainment Yeah, and it's very welcoming and it's very popular Mm -hmm. And uh, so for whatever reason, that whole Christian, you know, kind of thing, uh, it's still very, very, um, it still has a lot of influence on our nation, whether, mm-hmm. whether they want it or not, it does, you know. Right. <laughs> we're so, infiltrating. <laughs> we're infiltrating. What's funny is that even God says there'll be a remnant, right? Yep. <laughs> so. Sticking it through. Yeah. Man, this is great. You got anything else you want to add to that before we wrap it up? Um, that's. I mean, it it clear across the board. There's so many, much out there that that's just like this docu series. Like um, it, for p- people have it as entertainment, but it's actually a set narrative. Yes. To to bring persecution to Christianity in America, because yep. how else are you going to do it except through entertainment, right? That's right. Because that's all we do is sit in front of our TVs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we stream. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw a thing. It said Netflix Netflix big, biggest competitor is sleep. 
Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And even in like the, there's, there was this one article that I've posted several slides before. I think I've got it saved in my highlight, but one of my highlights, but it was like talking about how the rapture, uh, people like, um, to seek, it was encouraging. It was on CNN to seek, um, therapy if you were raised to learn about the rapture and it went crazy on, you know, pre-mill dispensationalists. So, I mean, it, and it goes through like every point that people make against rapture. So if your, uh, eschatology is no rapture, then congrats. You're aligned with the world's eschatology. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) If you're a target, you're, if if you're getting uh, heat for believing that you're probably over the target. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to have some, as we're wrapping this up, I just want to say two, um, two things, a call to action for our listeners, if you don't mind. Uh, It really helps us out if you can just rate us on Spotify, Mm -hmm. on Apple or wherever you listen to us. Uh, Unfortunately, we are no longer on YouTube. We got our second strike. I had to pull from posting there. No, it's fine. It's, (laughs) I, you know, look, I, I will... All of our listeners that are on YouTube, they know I put up, I posted on YouTube, so they they should know. And if you're listening mm-hmm. not on YouTube and you moved over to one of these better, I would recommend, and I will say this, this is what I wanted to say, is that um, I would find a podcasting 2.0 app to listen to. And one of those apps that you can download is called Fountain. And the mm-hmm. great thing about uh, podcasting 2.0 is that we will never be censored off of that. So... If you download one of those apps, you will be fine because it will not go through Apple. It will not go through Amazon. It will not go through Google. It, it's its own standing, um, hmm. you know, unit, and it cannot be. It's sort of like blockchain for uh, podcasting. So it's really cool. Podcasting 2.0. Look into it. It's um, nice. yeah. It, it was developed by um, a whole group of people, but it's it's very smart. So mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to. Um, incorporate video onto it and i think mm-hmm. maybe that'll be our next step for what we're doing is we can incorporate some video yeah and um, it's always nice when you have um a visual as well as the audio mm-hmm. but um so we're not on it so give us rate us give us a review and um, yes, please please and that'll help push mm-hmm. us up too in the algorithm and i will say this too uh, surprisingly we are in the top two percent of nice. of uh, all podcasts right now out of 3 million and um, that puts us right around the 60 to 70,000 podcasts that are better than us but we can do better we got to get those numbers <laughs> let's get it get That's us awesome. to yeah let's get yeah. us to one and a half um, yeah. percent so what the, how that works is if you share us with someone and um, they they begin to listen to us and we're going to we've got some great guests coming down the road here soon um, that that are that we're lining up and so I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited about um, the rest of the the summer and moving it to the fall so yeah. I think uh, there's good things on the horizon for All Out War, and uh, we, we're adjusting to this change. I think it's happening. It's happening, Jessica. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> right when we get it fine-tuned, Jesus will blow the trumpet, right, and we'll be out. I know, right? Well, we're going to be out of here soon, so. <laughs> yeah. It's a work worth doing, though, and I, love, I, know. I enjoy this so much. So Me too. Well, listen, guys, you have a great whatever week, weekend, wherever you're listening to this, pray you're blessed, and we'll catch you next time on All Out War. Bye, guys.
Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. If you had a blast, then we'd love to have you back for another episode. So please subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Out War Podcast or on Twitter at AOWCast. These episodes are also available on YouTube unless they contain a little too much truth. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.